If your litter box could talk, what would it say to you? Good morning, lovely day, isn't it? Or perhaps, what's up with all the clay dust and chemicals you're laying on me and the cat? If that's the case, consider World's Best Cat Litter. It's virtually dust-free, quick clumping, and lasts twice as long as clay litter. And because it's made from corn, it's chemical-free and a naturally safe choice. World's Best Cat Litter, the number one selling natural litter brand for a reason. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com. We look forward to serving you. Okay, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. The pastor, the pastor, come on. Come on, guys, nice. Come on, guys, nice. He said, I come. He said, oh, you ain't I'm off. All right, I'm back. How <laughs> somebody told me I was nice twice today? Twice after my fiasco this morning, I've been told I was a nice, really nice guy. I'm a real see. Cause I am a nice guy. I don't understand why you guys. And customer service are not nice because you're not doing the right things, man. I just had to walk away and go. But I did tell him, I said, touch me, though. Touch me, dude. Touch me, and then we'll find out who's tough. Because I'm letting you touch me first, though. Okay, I'm not going to touch you. I've been to a place that I don't want to go back to. But if you touch me, then that counts for me having to defend myself. You're not a police officer, so I can get away with it this time. I said, call the police, and it'll happen. I did this it's today. It was crazy. But I feel for Strong Strickland. But I, I love the fact that he walked away. But I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. Strong, Sean Strickland better learn how to do an underhook before he starts throwing underhooks. He's not throwing underhook right. I don't know who taught him how to throw underhook, but you don't lag, lollygag underhook, okay? I don't know why he's lollygagging underhook like that. Besides, he's throwing underhook on a guy who's 300 pounds. Makes absolutely no sense to begin with. I don't know what he's doing. Work on two on one. You got to get the guy off position, out of position, off balance. Why are you going into his well game? What are you possibly trying to learn? Not to get your arm. Like he said, I understand the guy. He's like, I'm going to keep doing it until you learn how to do an underhook. He's trying to teach me because if I wanted to break your arm, I'd break your arm. The guy would have broke his arm. But I understand Sean saying, you're right, you're right. It was just time to move on. Go on to the next day. Because they don't want, he did punch him. Sean should never punched him. The guy's like, you punched me. Now it could have been war for a fight. In the gym, they're in the gym. Why, who's going to get in trouble? Let's just do it. But I get the point. I'm not doing it. And thank God Sean walked out of there because Sean may have gotten hurt by the guy. The guy was 300 pounds. I'm not saying Sean Strickland, if the guy was Sean Strickland's weight, Strickland probably would have beat his ass. And Sean, well, the guy's a submission fighter, okay? He's a submission fighter. I don't know. Obviously, he's not great at fighting because he's a great submission fighter. So why wouldn't he just go into fighting if he was a great fighter? I'm just saying he's probably not. He probably doesn't know how to throw boxing hands. It's probably what it is. He's really short and spotty, too, so he's he probably really in trouble. So I don't know why you throw underhooks on the guy to begin with. He might want to throw underhook on you. That's why he knows how to get out of underhook. Now, had that been a 300-pound guy, I'm going to tell you, that guy's actually being wrong, too. Because why would you wing it down? If the guy actually had a really good underhook on you and you're going to wing it down, I get it if you're trying to break his arm. But you're going to get foot sweeped by somebody who knows what they're doing. By somebody who knows what they're doing, he's going to foot sweep you. You just gave him the opportunity to foot sweep you because you just winged down and put the weight on that foot. I don't get these things. Who teaches these guys how to wrestle? Who does this? Who are these wrestling coaches these guys are having? Because apparently I have no idea what they're doing. Who the hell are you wrestling coaches? I don't get these things. That might be why the one guy had to just get the hell out of there. Because he's like, these guys are freaking all crazy. And now they all think they're good wrestlers. You're going to get your arm broke, Sean. Do not go in there and try throwing a lollygag underhook like that. Why are you doing this? Somebody teach the guy how to throw an underhook. Why is your head on his chest while you're throwing the underhook? His head should be on your chest trying to defend the underhook. I don't know what you're doing, dude. Your head needs to be up with the underhook trying to pull him around and move you. See, that's why you don't do it against a guy who's 300 pounds because you're not even doing it right. The underhook's where you get control and you move him around. You're the man. 
If you want to fight this guy again, I'm telling you to learn a two-on-one. He's putting his hands out on you. He is putting his hands out on you. Go look up a Russian tie two-on-one, Sean Strickland, please. Or Chael Sonnen, your coach, said he helps you. Maybe he could teach you. I know he's a college wrestler who was great. So he's got to know these things. Or at least he could see a video and teach himself really quick because he's that able to do wrestling. He's that knowledgeable at it. If you know how to wrestle, you can watch a video and learn how to do a move really fast because you know how to wrestle already. Okay, it's a thing. That's why nobody wants to watch it because it's like, crud. Except for now, it's kind of like kung fu kicking. And at least UFC's making wrestling look cool. And flow wrestling's awesome, dude. Check flow wrestling out, dude. It makes wrestling exciting again, dude. I don't know why it was never exciting to begin with. I can never understand this. I can never understand why my wrestling team's just on the bus not watching all these great wrestlers that are about to go to regionals and state. We've got state champions in this place. You guys literally have been knocked out after one round. Because this, where we go, they have uh, rat tails. And most of my guys were in the rat tail. And most of them got knocked out before they could even get in the bracket. So they get one match to get in the bracket and you're out. You lose, you're out. That's what happens when there's just too many guys. But apparently this year in Michigan, there was just nobody. Everybody caught COVID. You go to regionals, there'll be five guys left. It's like, I have just five guys at regionals in my weight. I just made the state. There's four guys. I have four guys caught COVID this week. Why did they catch COVID? How did they catch COVID? Why are they not locked up? Why are they not doing online classes? Why are they just not locked with the same guy? Because you can't have everybody in your team there. They all should be in a hotel. They all be together. Don't catch COVID. Who are your coaches? These are things that people need to know, dude. What are you doing? How did it take you this long to realize this stuff? I had a kid just graduate today. I don't know him. I didn't get to coach him. But I coached his brother. I felt bad because I'll never forget his brother because I forgot to... His brother was just coming to practice and never practicing. I did not like it. So I forgot about him. I just forgot he was on the team, okay? Apparently I forgot Brody, Bodie, or whatever the hell his name, Brody. I don't know. But he forgot he was on the team. Forgot he was on the team, but I remembered he was on the team when his mom came and yelled at me and told me, my kid has not wrestled all day. I seen a kid wrestle three times. My kid has not wrestled. I said, who's your kid? Oh, yeah, he's wrestling? I'll go get him a match real quick. I forgot he was even wrestling. He's walking around in shoes. I don't know he didn't even have a wrestling uniform on. I didn't know he was actually wrestling. So he wants to wrestle. Why does he go get his uniform on and wrestle? Why does he come to practice and wrestle? Well, you can't explain that to these parents because then you're just insulting them. And they'll take the kid off the team and just turn you in. That's how things work. It's like I'm the bad guy because I'm his coach. I'm telling you how to wrestle. And now you're telling me how to wrestle. Mom, you don't know how to wrestle. I've been doing it my whole life. Let me do what I do, man. <laughs> That's what this guy's trying to tell him. He's like, don't throw a freaking underhook like that, man. I'm trying to teach you not to throw underhooks that lazy. That lazy. If you want to throw an underhook, you throw an aggressive like a Chris Egan underhook. The guy had a freaking underhook. The guy was the shortest squatty dude. He placed in nationals because he had an underhook with a high crotch that nobody could freaking stop. Nobody could freaking stop it. It was sick. I started learning it because I'm like, this kid is freaking awesome with this move. And if you looked at him, you wouldn't think he was that good. But he was an All-American one year. Ran the freaking underhook with a high crotch. And he was killer at it because he would get that freaking underhook and he would wing it and he'd pull it down. He'd snatch it and then he'd throw it over my head. That's an underhook. Not a lazy ass thing so you can get your arm broke. Your arm's already dangling there. It's tight, dude. You get that underhook and you're tight. You got muscles coming. Every muscle's contracted with that underhook. You're pulling it. I'm telling you, you can foot sweep him really easy. So when the guy wings it, if you're in that deep and he's winging it, the foot sweep's right there. You don't kick it. You don't kick it. Learn to have somebody teach you a foot sweep first before you just go out and try one. Because it's a very technical move. You cannot just kick the foot. You have to actually place the foot behind the foot. And then when you feel that foot, put all the weight on it and then lift a little bit. That's when you foot sweep it out because it's getting there. It's not all the way. And then all of a sudden, you know, they got to move somehow. So once they do that little move after going all the weight, they're still leaning that way. But they have lifted it. And now they're leaning that way and you've lifted it a little bit, which he did when he winged it, but he's just too big. I don't think Strickland would ever hit him in that. I probably could have hit him in it at 150 pounds, but I know what I'm doing and I'm just awesome. I'm the greatest guy in the world. I mean, I would have been a four-time national champion had I had my head on straight. Had I had a veteran still, had a veteran not been outlawed in 2003, I would have never quit college. I would have never been drinking. I would have been on a veteran and doing my thing and I would have been a national champ. They took it from me. They took it from me for no reason. And then I couldn't even make weight anymore. And I couldn't even focus to get up to class. And now I have to drink because I have mental health issues. And I did not know this because my dad always told me never to take medication. They diagnosed me when I was a kid. He had me. I, did not, I don't think they did. I don't know. I'm just saying they might have. I don't know. We had a kid at our house that had it. I know he was diagnosed. 
I've been diagnosed now, so I don't even care. Whatever. I had to go get it because I got out of prison. I said, my head is good, but it's not good. I cannot focus on learning, even though there's nothing in my head that should create me to not want to learn. I have taken nothing, but yet I just cannot focus. I cannot learn. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. It's moving around. Hey, now I figured it out. Dude, you have mental issue. It's not mild. It's not major. It's very mild. Very mild. It's probably unnoticeable. It's probably what happened. But you, you, you just, it's, if you just peek at what I've done in my life, you realize, holy crap, yeah. Because you just push me to limits, and if I'm unmedicated, I cannot control myself. I'm sorry. But when I medicate, I can control my problem. That's what's happened today. I just walked away. I just walked away. I said, whatever, dude. Now, I, I was all calm. And he wants to, he wants to act like I'm yelling at him. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm yelling. Yeah, I'm yelling because you're yelling at me. You're yelling at me first. Now I'm going to yell back, and now you're threatening to beat me up. For no goddamn reason. I have a temporary identification given to me from the Secretary of State. It is almost as good as an actual copy as a license. How is it not? I just picked up prescriptions with it. The police know that my ID has been stolen. How is this not a valid identification? I have been in this store. You know me. Who teaches these kids stuff? What, are you going to just come over with a piece of paper and say this is me? No! Listen to me explain because you don't want to listen to her. I'll be on the phone talking, thinking, well, she's not even listening to what I'm telling her, obviously. So she should be fired. I'm done with these people, man. Either train your workers or fire them. Don't hire them because it's getting really weird. People are going to start getting killed at places because of crazy people out there, dude. There are. I've been in prison, okay? I know. There are a lot of crazies out there, okay? Like, I'm talking crazy crazies. Like, they'll just sit there and talk. Like, not talking on podcasts. They'll sit there and talk and have a conversation with somebody that's not even there. That's how crazy it is. I'm telling you, they're there. So now you start messing with them at places. That's why they line up there. Because they cannot control themselves. And you just did something way wrong that you should have never done, man. I'm telling you. People. What happened to our country? What happened to our beliefs? Nobody. I, I got darn it, dude. Yeah. Don't go into customer service if you're not a customer service representative. If they don't have a friendly face, no one of thinks it'd be a smile. Because that's what you have to have if you're going to be in customer service. You can't be a dick. Because who's going to ever want to go back in the store? It's a good way to uh, never get business. It's a good way never to get business again. Gosh darn it, you're getting made managers? If I was a manager at a store, I don't care what everybody else is wearing. I would dress in khakis and a collared shirt every day. Now, if it was at an office, I would wear a tie and dress pants. I am telling you, if you're a manager at a retail or any store, I don't care what store. If you're the manager, freaking dress like one. Freaking dress like one, you hobo. God, dude, I'm not sorry for saying it, but that's true. I'm about to watch the ultimate fighter. And I'm telling you, Sean... You got some stuff to learn. Now, don't be throwing underhooks until somebody teaches you how to throw underhook. Plus, you can't even get the underhook on the guy because he's snapping your arm before you can get in there because he knows what you're doing because you're throwing it in so lazy. It's not even like you're being aggressive with it. Who throws an underhook in there any like that? Anyway, you needed to have a, a collar tie on him on the left hand when you're throwing it with your right. You got to snap his head a little bit just so he's thinking of something else. You're not doing nothing. You're just trying to throw an underhook really lazily. Who teaches these day things? That's why the guys even tell you. Told you to face. Dude, you're throwing it wrong. I'm not going to break your arm. I'm just going to show you that you could get your arm broke by doing it. He's trying to help him. And I think he realized it, but I think it was just to the point where I already punched him. It's just get me out of here. I think I think they're going to have a conversation and just realize we both were wrong. We both were wrong. You should have just stopped right there and told me what I was doing wrong if you want to teach me. Don't just try to break my arm without telling me because then you get the situation that you're in. People need to be more vocal, okay? If we're in a practice, vocalize coaches, vocalize coaches, explain to them what's going on, okay? Because a lot of people don't know what's going on, especially when they don't go to a gym. He doesn't even go to that gym. He just went there to learn a couple things. Jesus, please, dude. Hello, this is 101 if you want to have a gym and you want to be a coach. Who coaches these guys? That's why people get hurt. Gosh, dude. I'm done. I pause short. Yeah, I'm watching the Ultimate Fire, which I'm not really into because I don't like... The coaches are great. I love them watching them fight, but there's just nothing there with them. 
I like to see it like where there was like a Chuck Liddell and a Tito Ortiz or a Randy, you know, something like that, or Randy Couture on there with against those guys or something like that. I like to see hatred, hatred, which those three were on a lot. Hatred, you know. A Conor McGregor on there against everybody because he just hates everybody. When he was fight, when he was actually fighting in his prime, because he could still be in his prime. I don't know, but I highly doubt he's got motivated every day like he used to be. Because there's just no way, dude. He's just got too much stuff on his table right now. He's got, you know, that's why he probably got out of that business. Sold it. Because he's like, it's just too much, man. This is too much. I can't be doing that and this because that's another job. Because you can't own a business without working. You know what I mean? It just doesn't appear to be yours and you just don't do nothing. He's got to work the business. So it was just like, wait till he's, I want to see him fight now. Because I know he's out of the business and I know he's just focusing on training. So I go, I want to see him. Because when Conor McGregor's on his game, there ain't nobody touching that dude. I'm telling you. I don't even know if Khabib would have been a great fight. He did Khabib one of Khabib's toughest fights. Khabib, Khabib. You know he did. You know he did. Watch it. Went four rounds. Nobody goes that long with Khabib. He'll hurt you, especially if he hates you. Like, he always wanted Justin to get out there quick. He just choked him. Yeah, I'm learning this new move. I'm going to choke you out real quick get it done because I don't want to have to beat you up really bad. Because he knew. He said, I'm going to get him in a submission and just choke him up because I don't want to have to beat him up because he'll never quit. Khabib doesn't like to have to get on top of you and beat you up. But he'll do it. He'll do it like he did to Michael Thomas. At, or, what, is that his name? Michael Tom, Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. Mike Johnson. Michael Johnson, I think, right? If you ever watched that fight, it was one of Khabib's first fights in the UFC when you realize, not one, like one of the first fights when you realize, holy crap, because Johnson just can punch, dude. Johnson can whip it, and this guy just got on top of him and made him look like a little baby. Made him look like a little baby at the sport. He beat him that bad. I felt so bad, like, really, just stop it, but Khabib just wouldn't beat him so hard. He was just b- brutally beating him. And it's like, geez, the guy's that cannot win. So he was going to do it against Gaethje, but he, he just said, ah, I like Gaethje too much. I'll just choke him out until he passes out, which he did. The guy passed out, and he was, you know, you'll let it go when the guy's passed out. I roll him back. He'll wake up. He'll wake up. If you just keep it too long, you'll probably die. You'll probably bring damage. It's like three minutes, dude. You can go three minutes without breathing. You'll be fine. I told you. You do it all the time. They do it in the Navy. You got to go hold your breath underwater for a long, long time. You got to lay afloat underwater, dude. Yeah, it's like for a minute, for, for like 60 seconds, dude. It's like crazy. Go hold your breath underwater for 60 seconds. If you don't do it, you're done. I'm like, what? Who told me to do this? How is this possible? But you can, if, you, if you're motivated and focused, you can do it. I did it. I also laid a float. I figured out you got to stash those little, because they throw you in the water with the big coveralls on, right? They throw you in the water with your coveralls on. It's like, Jesus, why am I in the water with my coveralls? Well, it's, it's supposed to, just in case your ship gets blown up at sea, and you end up in the water. You're probably going to have your coveralls on. So you got to learn these things. If you're in the ocean and it gets blown up like it's happened before, somebody torpedoed one of the ships right in the middle and it just leaked out. Dude, it was nuts. Okay, they just ran right through the middle. Some foreign country just decided they want to run over one of our ships because they hated us and they just ran right into it. I don't remember the name of it. I, I, I'm so sorry that I don't. I, I watched videos on this. It was crazy. Okay, it was a long time, like 80s or something. But anyway, this whole ship just exploded. Like, it didn't explode, but it caught fire, and it was leaking, and it was sinking. So these guys are probably were in the water. But you get your coveralls, and you stash. Stuff it. Stuff it in the, in the holes in your arms. Who won that fight? I wonder who won that fight. Hey, uh, well you, you pop the water into the holes so your your uh, coveralls are buttoned, and then you... And they're not but. But you're like, uh, blow up into like, uh, they'll blow up into a, uh, raft, like a life, like, like water wings. So you'll float because water's floating you up now. It's smart. These are things you'll learn. People don't learn anything anymore. You just can't go learn stuff. Quit going to bars. Quit watching TV. Quit doing games. Go learn things, guys. Quit doing TikTok all the time. Learn things. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I did one. I did one because it was funny. I'll do them when it's funny. I'll do a TikTok when it's funny. I ain't gonna do them all the time like these people. I ain't gonna start dancing like it. Come on, dude. Yeah, if it's funny, funny. Yeah, okay. Do a few once in a while. But what? What? Come on, man. Go do something else, dude. You're obviously talented at dancing. Go become a dancer. I don't know things. I'm just saying. Why not? Hello? All right. I gotta go. We got some fights coming up. I'm gonna pick them out tomorrow. We had a PFL on tonight. I'm gonna give you an update. I can get... It's on ESPN2, apparently. It's on my ESPN+. Plus. Like I said, I don't have TV. <laughs> I'm watching the Ultimate Fighter right now because I've got all motivated to watch a fight. I just don't like this. And I just think a lot of these guys are just... I don't know, man, who these guys are. I don't know. 
We don't know them. That's why it's cool to watch the show. Because some of them, we're going to be one or two of them that actually do really good. That's about it. The rest of them are probably going to get cut. But there's probably going to be one or two or three of these guys that actually end up something. But they're out, and they're at middleweight, which is an open weight. If you think about it, like, it's not as deep as all the other ones, middleweight. Like, it's not as deep as uh, 155 or nothing. You know, those are 85 and 205. Or right now, I mean, well, Yuri came in. He's, I like it. So this is going to be a stand-up, I guess. I think the last one was a wrestler versus this guy, but he apparently got beat. I thought he wrestled West Virginia. But I'm pretty sure they have different coaching over there now. That's the same ones that were back there in the early 2000s. All right, I got to go. Tom Morikawa is screwed up today, but we only went plus four. So if you can come out tomorrow and shoot a plus one or a negative one or negative two, negative three, three under or something, you know, or two under, if you can come out and fire that tomorrow, you could make the cut. And then we'll see what happens because I don't think anybody, this course is playing really hard right now, man. This course is playing really hard, and especially in the afternoon, these scores are getting really high. So if you get on in the morning, you're going to have a good one, it seems. But I had a good shot at having a decent. But this course is playing them hard because I'm seeing birdies off the yin-yang, but I'm seeing bogeys and triple bogeys and quadruple bogeys off the yin-yang, too. <laughs> I love the U.S. Open, man. If you don't love the U.S. Open, you don't love golf. Because it's like, it's a grind, dude. The U.S. Open's a grind, man. That's the course. They play courses where it's like, okay, we're playing the U.S. Open. We're going to play the toughest course in our country at the time. And you're going to play it. And you're going to see how you do. And you're going to have a headache. Because <laughs> it's a challenge. It's where the course usually wins. The U.S. Open, the course usually wins. Unless you got phenoms and they're like Tiger Woods and stuff. They just run up crazy scores. Just like people like that. They just throw out. Like, what? <laughs> So, all right, man. Well, yeah, I'm going to get these. Uh, I got, we got a nice little, I think, a live event this weekend. So we're going to get some fights in. I will give up. I will give my prelim picks, and I will give my main event picks. I'm only going to do eight. I'm not going to do the, the prelim, prelim ones. That's just too far down there, and I don't have a lot of time I just to do it. I would rather do the eight. Plus, it's just too It's just too much going to end. Pick, I mean... I, I'll tell you what I think about it, but I'm not going to go depth like I'm going to go on the other ones. I'll tell you how it goes. Like I told you, I know what I'm doing. If you don't know what, I'm, know what I'm doing, look up what Sean Strickland just did today and then listen to what I just said. And then you tell me that I don't know what I'm doing. Ha! I wish I wish when I was in school, we had all my videos on phones like they do now. No! My mom had to use a handheld freaking camera. Okay? A handheld freaking camera that was about 35 pounds. I'm like, Mom, you ain't wearing it. No wonder you can't get half my matches, Mom. Because it's got, it got tired from carrying this damn thing all the time. It's like, oh, Mom went out. Why did this kid have to take my kid to the, to the whole match? Now, the third period, I cannot see any of it. Because apparently Rob couldn't pin this guy. I usually just pinned everybody. But I swear to God, I did. I had like 110 pins and 172 wins in high school. How is that possible? Like, basically, only 62 kids ever went made the distance with me in high school. That's just not even true. Because I tech-falled a bunch of people, too. There's literally basically only like 45 people that ever went the distance with me in high school. Well, no, my losses, too. And I never was pinned. I never got pinned, so those went the distance. That's 18 right there that went the distance. I never was pinned. So there's 18 right there that went the distance. Scott Miller did almost pin me once. And I said, that happened! It happened! I went for a move. I, guys beat me 6-5 to five with freaking 4 seconds left, dude. <sighs> I went for the gusto. I'm like, I gotta do something. He's controlling me. He's a short dude running on hooks on me. <laughs> Tell you was, tell you was. I know it happened. I could throw my arms because he's too short. It's hard to throw an arm spin when a guy's just that short. Like I gotta go under him. How am I gonna do it? So you gotta be taller to be able to hit that. I, I can throw it. I can try it. So anyway, I try a lateral drop on the kid. I don't know, man. I'm not, never even good at lateral drop. I'm like, I don't know what to do. He's got underhook on me. I got go overhook. I got lateral drop. Him. I don't know. He's running his underhook on me. I can I do nothing? Okay, maybe I should try to break his arm like that dude. I don't know, but he almost pinned me. But I said, not happening. Not happening. He got four points for a no. He got five. There must have been like six seconds left. I just knew I needed to go for the gusto because if he held me in that underhook, I was not moving. He had it so tight. The only way to get out of his underhook at this moment was to try to throw him. To try to throw him. I had to. I, I couldn't. He was just holding it, controlling me. He was just stronger than Knox. The next year, he ended up being a 152 pounder. I'll tell you. But he didn't grow any height. He didn't grow any weight or height. He was the same height. Moved up 152 and took third place in state. I'm like, how the hell did that kid take third place in state? What's it two? He's got a 119 pounder. I wrestled my freshman year at 119. I pinned him. I wrestled my junior year. 
He won state his sophomore year, okay? He won state his sophomore year at the same weight, 119. Comes in his junior year, he's at my weight. I'm like, shut up, bitch. Scott Miller's at my weight. God damn it, how do you get up my weight now? Then he got the 152. I'm like, the kid's only like freaking five foot four. Jesus, an ox. And he knows how to wrestle. I asked him, at state, I said, what college are you going to, dude? Because you're like uh, first, you went sixth, first, third, and third. Okay, sixth, first, third, and third. That's how he went in state. At Dundee, the best freaking school, top five school in the entire state, all divisions, every year. I'm telling you. They were madhouse wrestlers, but apparently they do something else over there because he said, I wrestling. Screw that. I only wrestle high school. I will not go to college and wrestle. I have other things to do. He's probably a really genius. Probably a genius. I don't know. But the kid said, no, I ain't wrestling college. I, I was like, where are you going to college, man? Like Michigan? Michigan State? I don't know. Somewhere. You got to be going somewhere. You got to be going somewhere big. I ain't wrestling anymore. I'm, see, uh, I'm like, what? It was good wrestling with you, though. I said, yeah, it was good matches, Scott. I'm like, well, I, I mean, you gave me my best battles I ever had in high school. I surprisingly did. Because when I wrestled on that day, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I pinned this guy my freshman year in my flat line head front headlock. I suck him. He probably didn't know what the hell I... So I didn't even think about that. Like, I caught, did catch him in that front headlock. So, uh, I got to remember, I caught him and probably choked him out and pinned him. This kid is really good because he did place in state that year. Sixth. Okay, so he's obviously pretty good. He was a freshman, too. So I'm like, okay, he's pretty good. Well, he won state the next year, so obviously one state is a sophomore. At, no, at like 119 or 125, I'm telling you, he was good. It wasn't like he won at 103. He was tearing it up. The kid's a good wrestler. But, yeah, he, I don't know, man. I, I never got pinned by him. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Whatever. I just did it. I said it. And I flatlined myself now. Because I don't know what's going on. I just rambled. And I ranted. And I hope you stayed on with me just to listen to another story that I had. Because it's a pretty cool story. And I would like to meet this kid someday again. Because that kid was really good wrestler. Okay, He beat me once. Never beat me again. <laughs> I killed him at regionals, dude. I beat him at the arch tournament. And then at regionals, I just smoked him, dude. I beat him by like seven points at regionals. At our tournament, I get seated third. Okay, I have one loss, and it was last week, the week before, to that kid. I'm like, why am I seated third? I have literally one loss. How did this happen? I said, that son of a bitch from Martin just moved to 135, didn't he? Why did that son of a bitch move up to 135? One state last year at 130. Why is he in my weight class? Why is Brenner in my weight class? Just so he can get hard matches? Luckily for me, he got beat in the semifinals, because I can never beat the kid. I never beat the kid. We wrestled, grow up rather than freestyle. He used to come to our camps. For some reason, even if I could beat him, he would find a way to beat me. I'm beating the hell out of him one day, and he catches me on my back in a freestyle tournament, holds me there, and wins by like one point. I'm like, God damn it, dude. God damn it. Call me on my back. And in freestyle, they call quick pins, too. I don't know. Maybe pin me there. I got pinned in freestyle a few times. But they just call touch falls in freestyle. It's like, yeah, yeah, my game fight on my back. Trying. Kid caught me. And now he's in my weight. I don't know why he was in my weight. I'm like, the kid The kid was in the state finals the year before. He won state last year. And he took second. I don't know why he's in my weight class. Why is he in my weight class? He's freaking three-time state finalist. Why is he in my weight class, dude? Why is he in my weight class? I think he won it that year, too. No, uh, yeah, he did win it that year at 130. So now he's like a two-timer, okay? I don't know why he's in my weight class. That's all I'm saying. I don't get... Uh, he might have taken a second. He might have lost a camp. I can't remember. I remember wearing the cauliflower ear stuff at the time. Brenner, this is a totally different kid. But this is a kid that ruined that whole day, which made me and Scott Miller have to wrestle in the semifinals at our tournament. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see a third. This tournament always screws me. This tournament always is screwing me. It's my old tournament. And yet I won it after three years. <laughs> Four, two, twice. I won it twice. Didn't I? Yeah, yeah, twice. Yep, I went second, third, first, and first. That's a hard freaking tournament, I'm telling you. Second year, I lost to the state champion in the finals. Uh, sophomore year, Andy Simmons was there. I did not get to wrestle him. I lost the key to fifth place in Division Two in overtime. Because he bear hugged me and I just lost all, all air out of me. And I just was like, oh, well, I lost everything. He just bear hugged me so tight. <laughs> it was like, oh, Jesus, Jaden, why are you doing this to me? I had him, too. I had him so beats running from me. He ran from me, too. This guy kept screaming from my front headlock so I could never take him down. That kid, and he goes out to wrestle Andy Simmons. He was like, God, focus. I was in the newspaper. I had a headline in the Battle Creek newspaper, me and my buddy. 
or the headliners in the Battle Creek newspaper because they're like, these two, these two have been wrestling and doing this thing for years, ever. Nobody, we all know them. They're always in our newspapers. We're going to do an article on them in the freaking front page of the Battle Creek Inquirer. And they got me and my buddy, Drew, on the front page, standing there going, we are badasses. We are bringing Quincy up to the rankings. We got Quincy ranked number six right now, and our team sucks. I don't know how we were ranked six that year. It was my sophomore year, too. But, or, right? Yeah, it was my sophomore year. I don't know how we got there. We did got knocked out of regionals, but we had a decent team. We had issues with the stick that year. That's the year that Rob Kunkel was trying before the match. I'm like, Kunkel, the kids are freaking 189 pounds moving to 215. Now he's wrestling you, and you won 42 matches this year. Xavier University is tackling Ohio's nursing shortage by giving individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an opportunity to accelerate into the profession. Whether you studied accounting, biology, marketing, or anything in between, our ABSN program can prepare you for nursing practice in as few as 16 months. So if nursing is your calling, now's the time to answer it. Enroll for one of three terms at our locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Lost like nine. The kid only raised 212 pounds or something, dude. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. You're you barely made heavyweight. You're crying. You're crying. All you gotta do is win. The score's tied. The score's tied. Your last match. The winner goes, the winner goes on to regionals. And constant the team end up beating us wins districts at wins regionals and goes to state. They knocked us out in districts at their first time ever. We ever got knocked out districts my whole time in high school was that year. It's like, geez, now we're wrestling Constantine. Why are they in our freaking district? What is going on? Why are they in our division? I don't know. Maybe that was my junior year. Well, that was a weird year, though. That was my sophomore year. I'm telling you, it was. Oh, yeah, it was my sophomore. My junior year was the year Constantine went back to Division Three. And the Constantine kid, David Williams, who used to be from Edwardsburg, he was a state placer three years. He took fifth that year in Division Three. Knocked off Brenner by one point. By one point in the semis. I'm like, Brenner's going to lose to that kid. David Williams will not lose to Brenner. I remember Williams from Edwardsburg. In our freestyle days, okay? He was one of those kids that we didn't see a lot. But he was pretty good. Never really. He placed the state every year. But he was one of those kids that were from the place we were like, what? Like, I was talking about those guys. Like, they come from places we don't know, man. Like Ferguson. And they come here and place the state every year at freestyle. We would never see them in freestyle matches because we ain't going to go to their tournaments. They're way all, freestyle, you, get, you find your tournaments around your area, okay? And you wrestle mostly the same guys all the time. My dad would like to get tricky sometimes and bring us to like some crazy stuff way up north just to fool with us. Like one time we drove all the way to Muskegon and started wrestling. I was like, wait, that's probably where Tony may, may stop us. I'm like, hey, doing this tournament up in Muskegon, he ain't even doing it. Well, I'll go ahead, whatever. He brought us up to Holt one time too, I think. Yeah, Charlotte was a good one. So he'd travel us. He'd travel us. My dad would. He'd make sure. We'd go down to Indiana. He'd get our team and drive us all the way down to Garrett, Indiana and wrestle that tournament. And we won it every year. Our team was like uh, top three every year. And there was like 50 teams at these things. Okay. This t- I had brackets with 25, 30 kids in them. It was like, oh my God, I remember five or six, seven matches today. I don't well, I think they only let you do like five. Or, I don't know. No, freestyle let you do as many as you want in the days. It was like I was wrestling seven matches a day or something in these tournaments sometimes. Gosh, when I went to Nationals, it was like, holy crap! Holy crap, how did it happen? I had to go 5-0 and zero on the first day. I'm not even supposed to be on the team! The kid moved up and they gave me this spot. I said, how is he on the team, though? How is his other guy on the team? Because I beat him. I beat him in the Greco-Roman match up there. The only guy that beat me was Steve Mosley and Toby. Toby moved up, but why are you giving the spot to him? I beat him! I beat Ortel. What are you talking about? I beat Steve! I beat Steve Mosley, too! What are you talking about? I threw him all over the place. Now, it's unfortunate the referee didn't know what a Russian roll was. How's that my bad? I'm sitting there throwing this kid a Russian roll. He keeps going over top because he runs this little stupid turn. So he runs this little block, a block, but he couldn't do it in Greco-Roman because he couldn't knee block me. He couldn't knee block me in Greco-Roman because he can't touch the legs. So when he freestyled, he tech followed me about 10 seconds. But I know his move. 
you shoot in or he stamps it down and he blocks you and he blocks you and he blocks you and next thing you know it's 10-0. So he keeps trying to do it but he's trying to do it with his arms underneath me. He's trying to roll me and I rush and roll the son of a bitch five times. I look up and apparently the referee was giving him three and me two every time I did it. I'm like, I'm doing the move. His dad's laughing. His dad's like, I don't mind. I go, I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on, but we're taking it. We're taking it. I look up the guy and smith. The match has to be overdrive. I had it. I followed him. It's got to be overdrive. I threw him five times already for three points. It's 15 points, dude. It's 10 points, I thought. They moved down 10. What are you talking about? Three-point move. No, you're down. You're down, Rob. You're losing by like five points. How is this possible? How am I losing by five points? I just toss them all over the place. Steve Mosley, All-American Division 2 or 3. Out, uh, he wrestled for Mount Morris or something up here. My uncle met Mount Morris or something. Went down to uh, Ohio, Northern Ohio or something down in Ohio. Somewhere in Ohio. Wrestled for that school. They were Division 2 or Division 3. He was an All-American there. He was a great wrestler. I would not have beaten him in a high school match. I wouldn't have. He was too good. I could not beat him in a freestyle match. But in a Greco-Roman match, he could not beat me. And nobody could really act. They really couldn't. I was that good. Why am I still running? I'm rambling. I'm a ramble man. And I got nothing to watch. Because But I'll tell you, I'll get back tomorrow with that. I keep going because I'm going. I'm telling stories now. I'm telling stories that make sense. And I'm telling you I'm a good wrestler. I'm telling you, Sean Strickland, you need to learn how to wrestle a little bit better. Okay, just learn how to wrestle a little bit better. You won't go in there having to have these problems. For one, don't even try to do an underhook on that guy. I don't know what you're trying to do an underhook on him for. Tell me what your main plan was with that underhook. What were you going to do with that underhook? Because I highly doubt you're going to try to throw him over into a shot because he's too short. So your main thing was just to try to control him and lay there or snap him down. Now, I'm not thinking you're going to be able to snap a 300-pound guy down, okay? I highly doubt you could. But I do think you could foot sweep him. I do think you could foot sweep him because he would take his weight off and not know what happened. He would be giving all... It would actually be easier to foot sweep him. My dad used to use everybody that was heavyweights at our team. He'd use a foot sweep on him. Because they put, put plant all that weight on that weight. They put all it on that side. And my dad would foot sweep the crap. That's why I know a foot sweep. My dad was a foot sweep monster. It's the only thing. He always hit him and he never teach. He taught me it. But like I told you, he didn't teach anybody else. Because he had a trick up his sleeve. When he had to go out there and wrestle with Rich. When he had to go out there and wrestle with Chad. The big guys on the team. He would foot sweep them. And they were down. <laughs> I'm telling you. He would. I think he ran out of arm hooks with a foot sweep. No, my dad was a foot sweeper out of the two on one. Because my dad would do two-on-one because he was so strong and compact. But yeah, you can do that both ways. Underhook or two-on-one. That's the way you do it. But the foot sweep, learn it. Sean Strickland. You can learn it and learn how to do an underhook a little bit better. I'm just saying these things. I'm, just, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your stuff. I'm just telling you, if you're going to go in there and do this again, because I think you should, because I think the guy could actually help you, because there's a lot of stuff. There is submissions lacking in your game. Your game is lacking submissions. You need to go to this gym. I really like the fact that you're going in there. I'm learn, trying to learn some submissions from this guy, I think. I don't know why you're trying to learn unhooks and fighting with them. I don't know what you were trying to do with this guy. He's an Abu Dhabi world champion. Isn't that a submission game? I don't know. Why are you trying to wrestle him? Uh, you should be on your ground. I will be working ground games with this guy, okay? Ground games, looking, working submissions. Because your big game is on your feet. You're already good on your feet. You're tougher than a freaking ox. Who is your coach? Like, I know you got, you got a bunch of them, I think. I don't think you just have a main coach then. So you're going to a whole bunch of gyms, I'm betting. Yeah, I bet he just goes to a bunch of gyms. A lot of guys do that. A lot of guys will hit like five gyms. That's why I said, I said, people, I, went, I, I have this pole barn. Quincy's 40 minutes here. You got kids that are good, but your coach sucks. Your coach literally sucks. I know he sucks because he went to Quincy. I never heard of him. I never heard of the guy. I don't know who he is, but apparently he went to Quincy. So I went to Quincy. I don't know who he is. I've never seen his name in the record books. Never seen him anywhere in the wrestling team. But apparently he's a head wrestling coach. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. Now, their assistant coach wrestled with us. He was a good wrestler up till his junior year. I don't know why he decided he wanted to go eat hamburgers every summer, all summer, his senior year, and get up to 160. I don't know what happened. He was 145 pounds, 140 pounds his whole life. I don't know why he did this his senior year. I don't know why you do it. You made it to state the year before. You beat the kid who took fifth in the first round of state that year. You just unfortunately had some bad luck. A lot happens to your first time at state. He got nerves. The nerves got him. And he's like, ah, I'm going to eat it out. And then he lost. But it happened to me uh, my uh, first year. The nerves got me. I, mean, I thought I was going to get in there. I thought I won my first match like Pat. You start focusing looking ahead. And when you look ahead, that's when you get beat by somebody you didn't see coming. That's just how I should end it. That's how I should end it. That's a good ending, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's end it with that one. Don't look ahead at anybody, okay? 
look at the guy in front of you first. I know you think he's easy. I know you think he's a wimp. Most guys are. But don't look over him because they all could do something crazy, especially in the fight game. Matt Sierra did it once. Anything can happen. Don't you remember the knockout? Don't you remember the knockout? He rocked Matt Hughes, too. Did he knock out George St. Pierre? Was it George St. Pierre he knocked out? I believe it was St. Pierre he knocked out, and then he got his ass kicked. But I believe he rocked Matt Hughes a couple times, too, in a fight. The guy could hit. But I think it was a submission guy. I think it was a submission fighter. But apparently he had just really good hands. One hand punch. And he caught these, clipped these guys. That's what I'm saying about St. Pierre. I am telling you, he got so good at boxing because he's got a chin. If you can catch his, clip his chin, he will go down. He'll go down. I'm telling you. BJ Penn knocked him down a few times. I saw Carlos Conner knock him down. I see he'll go down. Uh, Matt Sierra, put him out. He's got a chin. If you can find it, you just got to find it. He's just too good at rolling. Like how Ferguson, he's too good at rolling his head. They're good. They're good at rolling their head. They don't get clipped easily. Okay, guy can do that. That's why it's just, it's just their skills, man. They're slick. Roy Jones was really that slick until he wasn't. <laughs> and then he couldn't move his head as quick, and he liked it. And he was taught to keep his hands down. It didn't make no sense. I'm like, okay, now Roy, you're in trouble. <laughs> that was a boxing thing. But I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Don't look ahead at anybody. Okay, if you're in a fight. Make sure you just focus on that guy first and then go on the next. I know you think, or a wrestling match, or a wrestling match. Don't think you just won your first match and you can be like, ah, everybody, ah, I just knocked out the best guy. There's still good guys there. You're at the statement. Or you're fighting. There's still good fighters. You're going to have another good fight. Don't look ahead at anybody. The guy's there for a reason. He got there for a reason. He's beaten people before. Somehow, some way, do not overlook anybody, guys. Don't do it. Sean Strickland, don't do it. Keep going to that gym, though, because I think that's going to be good for you. I love watching a fight, dog. And I think it was really good to walk out because he did hit the guy, so now you already you know you already pissed him off. And he's mad because you punched him and you kicked him. So now he really kind of actually probably wanted to hurt you because you punched him and you kicked him, so now he's pissed. And he's 115 pounds bigger than you. So I don't know, man. Good, good luck. Because the way you were wrestling him, you were going to get hurt. You weren't wrestling him right. I don't know who taught you how to wrestle him that way. Why would you wrestle a heavyweight that way? I don't get it. Why didn't you go up and body with him? He's got outweighs you by 115 pounds. Yeah, let me go up and body with him. What? 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 Get him on the ground, go on his legs. Well, you don't want to go on the ground with the guy, he'll choke you out. <laughs> he probably would. But he'd teach you. He's not gonna, there to hurt you. He's there to help you. He doesn't want to fight. He wants to help. He wants to train, but he's been doing it so long, I don't get it. It's just bone, it's just it's meatheads, man. Fighters, they're fighters, dude. It happens. Just get over it. Move on to the next day. It's nothing big. It's not even a big deal. People make it into a big deal. I hate that one guy that even put it out. I love Chael Sonnen putting it out. I wish he would have put it out with the video, though. But he doesn't do it on shows. But I hate the one guy that put it out. Where I actually saw the video, though. But I hate how he does it. Because it's like, dude, you're telling me stories that were already on other sites. Why don't you come up with some original stuff, dude? I don't get it. I have so many subscribers. Why are you just reporting other things that have been reported? How are you getting subscribers? You're not the one that first reported these things. I know for facts you're not the one that first reported these things. You have a good setup. You have a good setup. Who's subscribing and listening to this bullshit? Why would you even want to listen to him first? The guy's voice is almost like monotone. It's like, oh, he did this. He did this. And then that happened. And then that happened. It's like, why do you want to listen to this guy? No. I like listening to Chael. He's like almost the only guy I can listen to. Him and Joe Rogan. Only guys I can probably listen to because I... I they get so intense and impactful on the, what they're promoting because it's original stuff, dude. It's original. They're originality. They're all original. Watch. I, don't want, I could watch a whole thing on that guy because he's he should be on comedy stand up comedy stage somewhere because he's funny as hell, dude. I'm telling you, Chael Sonnen's the funniest guy I ever met in my life. I don't even. I've never met him. I've never met him. But I've never seen him in my life on this stuff. He's just funny, dude. And he'll tell you how it is if you want good information. Like he told you, Marvin Vittori did not lose that fight five rounds or nothing. I was there. He said, well, he was there. I, he said he was there. He did not lose that round, that fight, five to nothing. I don't know who judges these things. He did lose the fight. He did lose the fight. We all know he lost the fight, but there's no way he lost that fight five rounds of nothing. I don't know how that happened. But you look at the numbers, you just look and you're like, how did he lose every round? He had to have at least won one round. He had to have at least won one round. I don't know. He almost, he had him in choke out for at least a couple seconds. I know that he turned out and is he did that thing, which kind of showed him, I'm your, you're my bitch. 
I'm going to kill you. You're done. You don't know what you just did. That's just why I realized that guy actually has another side to him where he could like, knock out Paulo Costo really quick because everybody wants to knock out Paulo Costo. I want to see Vittori Costo. Or Costa, whatever the hell his name is. I don't know, but he's a flash. He's a flash in the pan, dude. You don't know how he's doing. He had a great fight with Yoel Romero. Ends up winning it. It was a war, classic war. I don't know. I don't know who could have won that fight. They were just popping each other in the face all the time. Anybody could have won that fight. That was a great fight. Uh, yeah, they both won. They both won. That's why Yoel was easy to get a championship. Because it's like, I don't know if he really lost that fight. How can you judge that fight? They just kicked the shit out of both of each other. <laughs> they just didn't punch each other in the face the whole time. But apparently Izzy must have some kind of... Uh, he didn't catch you. Because yeah, didn't he put... Didn't he put Casso out? I think he put Casso out. Yeah, he put him out in the second round. So he does bad. He can put you. But he ain't nobody knocking Vittori out. Vittori's just got too big of a head. I think Vittori's going to run run rug shot on Paulo Casso. He will. And he goes, this kid's a drunk. Which I already saw. I'm like, who is this phony and who's his coach? This little midget coach. He's got a munchkin coach. He's got over here wearing glasses. And he always looks like he's... I'm like, how's he honestly training you? Because he looks like he's four foot 11, 125 pounds. Why are you guys all wearing sunglasses, wearing suits? What in possibly world are you guys doing here? I don't see any belts on you. I've never seen a belt on you. Quit showing off like you're a champion or something. I hate these guys like this. It's like you won a fight in the octagon, dude. Holy crap. You know how many people have done that? Lots. Go back to 1992 dating, okay? People have won fights in octagons. A lot of people from 1992 to 2000, you don't even know. You don't even remember them. You don't remember them because they didn't make nothing. They got peanuts. They gave them peanuts to come fight. I'm telling you they did. I know a guy who fought back then. He got peanuts. Basically, basically, I don't know what he got. He didn't get a lot. He didn't get nothing. But now they're getting something. I'm telling you, this is where it's come. It's not like Bitcoin was $60,000 overnight, dude. No, it started nothing. It became something. That's how the world works. You just don't get stuff overnight. You got to be talented first, and then you got to put effort into it, and then you get it. Eventually, you'll get it if you keep working at it, okay? That's why I said, I don't know if I'm big or not. I don't care, but I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing because this is my therapy. It's my therapy. Yeah, it's my therapy. Thank God for Spreaker, and I'm not leaving the Spreaker. I love you guys because they're just new, and I like their model. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, that is pretty good because now they're starting to get, I'm starting to get more revenue on my stuff because now it's starting to make sense. At first, I was like, how do I get all this? But I'm not, because I just have to catch, game, play the game of catch-up, I guess. They're like, you weren't getting that many advertisements in your stuff at first. That's what happened. But now they're popping me like seven advertisements to the show now because my shows are getting watched. So I'm getting like seven ads in them now and I'm getting more money. So that's how it works with these guys. It's pretty cool. They'll throw, because you got if you have an hour show, you want to have like a, a two minute ad or you want to have like two ads throughout the middle just so you can at least take a break, you know, or at least seems like I don't ever take breaks. But I'm just saying just so the, they can take a break. Nobody wants to listen for hours straight. You get an ad in there. Got to add at the beginning, got to add at the end, throw two more in the middle. They're actually hitting me up a lot of them when they go this long. So they must be seeing, and I don't know who's adding them, but it's pretty cool. Hopefully somebody comes out and gets me paid me to be advertising on something. One day, it'll happen, I guarantee it. Because I think I'm good. I've been told I was a nice guy today. Once I get that videotape, I'll put it out. I'm telling you, I'm going to bring that woman on a podcast. I'm going to have her tell you how nice of a guy I was. I will do this on Friday, next week, probably. Next week, I do win it by the road tomorrow. So, I help her. I help mom. She's a nice woman. I'm going to give her my bed and my couch when I leave. Because I don't get to just throw it away. I ain't just going to throw it away. I'm not going to sell it. I, I just feel like I just feel like I would be ripping somebody off by selling this stuff. I don't even know what to sell it for, okay? I've had it for like three years. Why do I want to sell it? I, I don't need it to sell it. I'm just going to give it to her. Because I, I know she's got housing two of her kids in there, okay? <laughs> That are like in their 50s. One's got cancer. Okay? It's just a sad... It's just... I had to drive him to the hospital a bunch of times. He's just a nice guy. I love him. And I just eventually had to... The other guy in there just started taking advantage of me. And I was like, I gotta keep bringing you to the store, man. Because you're making me wait for an hour for you at these stores. And you never come out with anything. I don't know what you're doing in there. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to be the one driving you to places if you're doing something shady. Because then I'm like eating and bedding you. I don't know what you're doing. You're not telling me what you're doing, but you're never coming out with anything. I cannot drive you. I didn't tell him this from his face. I just, I can't give you rides anymore, man. I'm sorry. 
as a nice guy. I'm like, if you if your one guy needs a ride to the hospital, I can give him one. I'll tell you. I'll do that all day of the week. I'll wait for him. He got cancer, dude. Jesus. Help people out, man. Like I said, I felt bad. I always felt bad about it. I'm about to go ask if he wants to go one more ride with me before I leave. Get it, collect his bottles in his room, house. I know they got a lot. And go to look because I had to clean my whole place out. I have a, all these bottles that I never returned. It's like millions of them that stink now, too. It's like, ah, damn, why did I just leave them in that closet all this time? Uh, oh, yeah, last year you couldn't even return bottles. That's why. So I just forgot I could return these things. I got a lot of them. I'm going to bring him with me and see if he's got anything. And then I'm going to share mine with him and say, hey, here you go, man. Yeah, sorry for being an asshole to you that day. But it was just something I just I did, I didn't feel comfortable anymore with it. But they know I'm a nice guy. She let me use a fan today because apparently in Michigan... Uh, from 2 to 7, if you run your electricity, which is the hottest time of the day. So I'm like, if I'm in my apartment at like 3 or 4, I need to have an air conditioner on. It's so muggy in here. But now I'm getting paid two times more from 2 to 7? What is going on, consumers? Why are you doing this to me? Why am I paying you two times more from 2 to 7? But then after that, I'm like, okay. Why, because it's peak hot hours? What are you trying to do? It's the peak hot hours? So you're not going to, you're going to make me pay more? So I can feel comfortable in my place I live? Because air conditioning at apartments, at consumers, will run your electricity bill from $32, which it is now, all the way up to oblivion. You don't even know how much air conditioning will cost at these places, okay? Because I don't even know. I don't even like to turn it on. So now she's loaning me this fan, I guess. I'm like, I didn't even think about having a fan. They have a fan on the air conditioner I always turn on. But it doesn't really work. I was like, I always use it. It just keeps the air in here. But eh, thanks. She wasn't using it anymore. She had no one. I was like, ah, cool. She goes, you're the nicest guy in the world. You're the nicest guy. You are so nice. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're the greatest. I've been living next to you for three years. I said, you're always, you're awesome. I would never, I never worried about my place ever. I can walk away from my place with it unlocked. Because she'll come out there and she'll stop you if she knows you're not supposed to be around this area and you're going out. She'll come out her door. She'll come out and say, yeah. She's that type of woman. She's awesome. I love that woman. Like as a, just a person. She's a great person. Great person. And so are, so is her um, sons. Her sons are great people, too. It's just they just weren't... It's just, I feel so bad for them. Because got i got to teach him how to read, too. I taught, I'm trying to teach one guy to read. Because he don't, he don't know how to read. None of, none of the three don't even know how to read, and they're in their 60s. 70, the mom's in their 70s. The other two in their 50s. I don't know. They don't even know how to read. It's like, gosh, man. How did this happen? You guys are such nice people. And nobody ever wanted to teach you how to read? Gosh. They probably were going over to Aaron's all the time, getting screwed by them. Aaron's needs to be shut down. We need to get this out. Aaron's needs to be shut down. They will not allow civil... Uh, you can't file a class action lawsuit on them. How is this possible? They are ripping people off. They will rip you to shreds, dude. They will. I am tied in there for some bogus PlayStation, man. I did not even want. I, I just, I should never got it. I don't know. I knew better than this. I knew I was going to get held here or this. I knew what was going to happen. But I also was quarantined and I just didn't, I didn't have anything in my house. I'm like, all right, part of I'm like, gosh, you know, I'd like, yeah, like, like to get a PlayStation and play some video games. Cause otherwise, I'm going to sit on my phone and play or my computer and play poker all the time. Because I have to occupy my time sometimes or read. I just, I, I, for the two weeks, I, it, was just, I mean, it was just the way I felt then. Now, I'm like, I don't even play the PlayStation. I'm, like, I'm not going to give it back to you. I'm not going to give it back to you. You can come and try to take it. And I've talked to an attorney, and they said, no, oh, they can't come and take it. They can push the charges up, and the only thing they'll do is you'll have to turn it in eventually, but they're never going to do it because you've already paid them $700 for the thing. So they're just going to look stupid. It's going to give them a black eye. Like, they don't have enough? This guy's giving me a runaround. I said, I know enough about errands. You guys have a one-star review out of five million reviews. That's five million reviews. You have one star. That's five million people that said you suck. How are you still open? How are you still open? Because you're a scam artist. You're a scam artist. You are a scam artist. And you've gotten away with it for too long. And we're going to shut you down. If I have to go back to school and finish my last two years and get my bar, I will become a lawyer and I will fight you. I will tell you I'll do it. I'm gonna, I'll go to law school then. I can get there pretty easily. I just go back to school for another year. Then I go to law school. Because I, I have my degree. I go to law school then. A lot of my classes I've taken are in the law. I've taken everything to be a paralegal. 
I know how law works. I have a black book, black law dictionary, whatever the hell it's called. It's a dictionary full of terms that you use when legal documents. It's a book. I don't know what's. I can't remember. It's black something. The black book. The black book of law or something. I don't know. It's it's black. It's a big black book. It's like it's like the dictionary of dictionaries with all these terms that you never even heard of these words, which is all the words that they use on these contracts that they make you sign. God damn it, dude, half the people can't even read English. Now you're using terminology that they haven't even seen in their life. How are they not going to be confused? And you got some scammer standing over top of you, worker there, telling you everything's going to be okay, man. Just sign the dotted line. Sign the line, man. Just sign it. Sign it. Like, yeah, okay, I'm going to sign it, but I'm going to frick you up in six months when you try to come over here and break my fingers. Like, I got like, the guy's trying to break my fingers, dude. I'm on the phone with this guy. I said, no, I'm not done. The guy, they finally had a retail or region manager call me, right? And I said, yeah, but it sounds like you sound like a that exactly like that guy who's claiming to be the manager over at Aaron's. There, is this the same guy? Because I'm pretty good at hearing voices. When I hear a voice, I usually can remember who you are. So you can't fool me with these things. You sounded exactly like the guy who just hung, hung up on me at the other place. And now you're going to talk to me. And then you're going to tell me I'm right at the end after you're telling me, yeah, I'm making sense, man. You're just rambling. I said, no, I'm not rambling. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So then he stopped and shut up and he listened to what I said and realized I was not rambling. And he goes, oh, actually, you know what? You're all right. I am running you around in circles, aren't I? <laughs> I said, you're running around in circles, dude. Because three people have already told me exactly what you told me. What do you know? I asked him before we even got the phone. I said, do you know anything about this case? He goes, yeah, I'm pretty aware of what's going on. So that's what I said, good. So I can inform you more. I'm not gonna get mad. I'm not gonna get mad at the guy if he doesn't know what's going on because a lot of people don't. Like the guy Rodney, Rodney from Aaron's customer service representative was the greatest customer service guy I've had in a while. Rodney, at Aaron's customer service representative, I don't know who he is. He's a call center guy. He was great. He was great. Love him. He was the most helpful person I've ever had. Talking anywhere, and that's even Aaron's. He was a helpful person. Okay, he helped me. He put me through the connections. Now I'm in the line of actual talking to people that actually have degrees. They're not just little freaking, uh, they actually already have knowledge in like uh, these things. They can actually explain and tell you, hey, yeah, we're actually not right. You're actually right. You know, you are, we are running in circles. We are just taking money from you. I don't want, I'm, I'm, I, I can't even pay you anyway. I, I would like to pay you, but I'm not about to give you my crypto card number and give you that. That thing's locked up. Dude, nobody gets that number tell you that much. Ain't nobody touched my crypto card visa number ever. I don't put nothing nowhere. That's my secure key. I give it to nobody because I know your scams. I know your scams and you charge one other card randomly three different times. So I stopped using it. I blocked it off there. I said I'm not even putting money on that card again because apparently if I have money on there they're just going to take it for like three, four dollar fees. Errands. I'm like why do I pay errands three or four dollars this month? Like I don't read. Like I can read dude. I didn't just come into Aaron's because I wanted to have a PlayStation for free. I came in there because I was quarantined. I don't ever go to Aaron's. Like I told the guy on the phone. I don't. She goes, you should know the lady Tiffany. I said, I don't know who the hell Tiffany is. I know these people. I've been there one time in my life. One time in my life. And it's because there's the only place open. And they told me I could get a PlayStation and rent it for like $10 to $15 for the week. That's all I wanted it for. $20. I don't know. I walk out of there paying them 150 bucks. It's not even pushed, posted on my account. It never even got posted on my account. Like, where did that 150 bucks go? Did I just give you $150 and you just pocketed it? Because it's not even posted on my account. It was supposed to be 10 bucks. I was supposed to be able to return it. Now I'm sitting here with a $150 PlayStation. I'm like, nah, so you got my, wait a second, dude. I, can't even, I just might as well keep it now and see how this goes. I'm going to see how this goes. I want to see how big they are coming at me. And they are coming at me. They are coming at me because these are legal documents. They're fine binding. But these are not. Because now you're harassing me. And I'm going to call a lawyer. And they say, I can, they call, I call an attorney. They, I say, can I answer this question? What can I do? Because it feels like I can do nothing to these guys. It feels like they can just come over here and break my fingers and then take the stuff. She goes, they can't do that. They can't even come on your property. I said, they do it. They do it. They've done it. They've done it last month. I told you I pay over the internet. I ain't going to pay you guys. I will go, I'm ready to pay you guys. I will go on my account online. I'm not going to talk to your boneheads over there because I think you guys are stealing my money. You already stole 150 bucks from me. When I thought I'd pay you guys. I ain't going to pay directly to you fools. You guys are thieves. 
They're not even posting my stuff to my account. Nothing that I paid to them ever got posted. How's it not getting posted? I can prove this. I had this thing since January, dude. I've never missed a payment. How in the world are you trying to tell me I only paid $380? I don't know the payments apparently are $110. That right there is 700 bucks almost. What are you talking about? How I only paid $380? Where's my money? Yeah, see, the $380 I paid through the internet went to the errands. These guys are ripper, ripping me off, dude. I know, I finally figured it out. They probably independently own this thing. They really need my money. Because who else would go to errands? Who else would even go in there? I'm probably the only one who has an errands thing out there. They probably need my money to live on. And I ain't getting no more to you. Not now. Not now. Not now. I would have. I was going to pay you. But I'm not going to pay you now. I'm not going to pay you now. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232.